0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes, the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're reading our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 268. We're looking at Acts chapter 15, verses 12 through 21. Let's read our passage. The whole assembly became silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul describe all the signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they stopped speaking, James responded, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has reported how God first intervened to take from the Gentiles a people for his name. And the words of the prophet agree with this, as it is written. After these things will return and rebuild David's fallen tent, I will rebuild its ruins and set it up again, so that the rest of humanity may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, declares the Lord, who made these things known from long ago. Therefore, in my judgment, we should not cause difficulties for those among the Gentiles who turn to God, but instead we should write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from eating anything that has been strangled, and from blood. For since ancient times, Moses has had those who proclaim him in every city, and every Sabbath day he has read aloud in the synagogues. This is the Jerusalem Council. The problem was that some people from Judea had come up to Antioch, and Antioch had become the center of Gentile Christianity. We'd had the incident in Caesarea sometime earlier where Peter had brought the Gospel to Cornelius and his household, but that didn't seem to really take off among the Gentiles. It was up in Antioch where widespread evangelization of Gentiles was taking place and Antioch has now become the hub of evangelism to the Gentiles. So these men from Judea came up to Antioch and were saying you must be circumcised in order to be saved. Barnabas and Paul argued with them but the church sent a group to go down to the mother church in Jerusalem to get direction on all of this. So Paul and Barnabas and some others were appointed to go, and they go down to Jerusalem. Paul and Barnabas give a report of everything that's been going on up there. Then there starts to be an argument. Some from the party of the Pharisees say that Gentiles, okay, they can come to faith, but they must be circumcised. So Peter stood up, and Peter reminded everyone of what had happened with him and Cornelius. And Peter's point was, God has already spoken on this. God spoke on this when the Holy Spirit came upon the Gentiles who became believers. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to jump through any hoops. They didn't have to do anything extra. They just had to have faith. And God's the one that endorsed that. And that takes us up to today, verse 12, after Peter spoke verse 12, the whole assembly became silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul describe all the signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. So this is the whole assembly. The implication there is it's the whole church because the word assembly is the word that gets translated as church, ecclesia. So I think it's more than just the The apostles and the elders, I think now this is all of the the Jerusalem church. Just all of the Jerusalem church. The whole assembly became silent. After what Peter said, and Peter had pretty powerful words there. God's already spoken on this. So now Barnabas and Paul, they'd already given a report. But now they're specifically talking about the signs and wonders that God had done through them among the Gentiles. Now notice it says Barnabas and Paul, where we had been seeing Paul and Barnabas. But now they're back in the Jewish world. And it was the Jewish world where we saw Barnabas and Paul. But when they were in the Gentile world, it was Paul and Barnabas. So verse 13, after they stopped speaking, James responded. Now James is the brother of Jesus. We saw James earlier, but James is seems to be the head of the elders, is the elders and the apostles. And we see James taking on a bigger and bigger role. In fact, toward the end of the book of Acts, James seems to be the de facto leader of the Jerusalem church. We don't see apostles at all anywhere. So they're either all been martyred or doing evangelizing. So James says, brothers, listen to me. Then verse 14, he says, Simeon has reported how God first intervened to take from the Gentiles a people for his name. So he uses uh, the Aramaic form of Peter's name, Simeon, here. And he says, okay, you heard what Peter has said. But this this statement that James makes here, there's a note in the uh, Scofield Bible margin that says, basically, this is the most significant statement in the New Testament that God first intervened to take from the Gentiles a people for his name. And we say, okay, that's fine. But the words that are used here are significant. So the, the Greek word for Gentile is ethne. And sometimes it gets translated as nation. Sometimes it gets translated as... Gentile, but it refers to the people other than the Jews. You have the Jews, and then you have the nations. You have the Jews, and you have the Gentiles. You have the Jews, and you have the ethne. So he took from the Gentiles, the nations, the ethne, a people. And the Greek word here for people is laos. And it is always used to refer to the Israelites. In fact, in Deuteronomy 14.2, Moses says, God has chosen you to be a people for his own possession out of all the nations that are on the face of the earth. So he's chosen you, the Israelites, to be a people out of the nations. There's always this distinction between the people, God's people, and the nations, everyone else. So when James says here, to take from the Gentiles a people for his name, he's talking about God's people comprised of Gentiles, not the Jews who are distinct from the Gentiles, but Gentiles themselves, that God is making his own people. So this is a significant statement. Then he backs it up with Scripture, verse 15. And the words of the prophets agree with this as it is written. Now, he quotes from Amos 9, verses 11 to 12. Now, he doesn't quote it exactly. There's a couple other uh, uh, scriptures kind of mixed in here from Jeremiah and Isaiah, but make it a point. Verses 16 through 18. After these things, I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. I will rebuild its ruins and set it up again so that the rest of humanity may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name declares the Lord, who makes these things known from long ago. So his point is that even Amos talked about the Gentiles, the nations, the rest of the people seeking the Lord. So James backs up what Peter is saying. Peter's speaking from his own experience. And not just his own personal experience, but what he has seen God do. So he's saying, okay, here's what I saw God do. Here's what God showed me. Now James is speaking from Scripture, saying Scripture's always pointed to God reaching out to the Gentiles. Now verse 19, he says, Therefore, in my judgment, we should not cause difficulties for those among the Gentiles who turn to God. So he's saying, in my judgment, we shouldn't be demanding that they be circumcised. But we still have the problem of how are Gentiles and Jews going to get along together. Because there's just certain things that Gentiles do that Jews can't stand. They just can't deal with. And so he gives a practical solution so that the Gentiles and Jews can get along with each other. Verse 20 says, But instead we should write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, eating anything that's been strangled and from blood. These are things that the Jews just cannot stand for. This is why you don't go into a Gentile's home because who knows where they got their food from? Who knows how they've prepared it? And you don't want to get polluted just from being in the, the Gentile's home. So he gives some practical examples of, okay, just tell the Gentiles do this. That way you can get along with the Jewish people. And verse 21, For since ancient times, Moses has had those who proclaim him in every city. And every Sabbath day, he's read aloud in the synagogues. I think James is basically saying here, Moses is going to do just fine. The fact that we're not forcing the Gentiles to follow the Mosaic law, Moses is going to get along fine. There's synagogues everywhere proclaiming the words of Moses. He'll be okay. So we've had the report from Barnabas and Paul of what they have seen God do among the Gentiles. We had the report from Peter who gave his own testimony from 10 years earlier when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the Gentiles. James now backing up with scripture saying God has always planned to reach out to the Gentiles using the Jewish people as a mechanism to reach the Gentiles. And now James says, let's not force them to be circumcised. Let's just ask them to get along nicely with the Jews. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.